0: Welcome to Cavs a podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Clevelander and noted NBA, New York Times bestselling author Brendan Bowers, and we're talking about his new book, LeBron James versus the NBA. Brendan, when did this publish? How long has it been out now? About a month.
1: Actually, it's uh, like some some copies went out. It officially publishes on November 15th. It's okay, November 15th. Um, so we're November 15th. Yeah. Okay,
0: so just in time for Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we're about nine days from the official release, and I'm assuming all the normal outlets, Amazon, um, you know, uh, Borders, all all the good books, not Borders. Uh, what books yeah. a million?
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's available. It's available wherever books are sold. Um, it's available on Amazon. It's available at Triumph Books, and then um, I also have a, a website where it's available at MBALegacyPoints.com. So, and then that, it's at Barnes and Noble. We'll be doing some book signings at barnes and noble in the cleveland area a few different locations oh very cool uh coming up in the next couple weeks so it's at, at available at barnes and noble too
0: okay very cool um yeah i uh I gotta say i'm a, a fan of yours from all the way back to the uh the steppian rules day days <laughs> uh i don't for those of you reading uh brendan uh did you start the com website
1: yeah, yeah, I did. I started stepping in Rules and then, and, 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 you know, wrote, wrote there for a while and then, uh, wrote for Slam for a little bit. And then over the last couple of years, I've been writing, writing these books. I wrote, uh, um, a championship book called Cleveland is King after their, the Cavs first championship. And then, um, you know, spent a lot of time on, on this one, um, LeBron James versus the NBA. So, but yeah, definitely started at stepping in Rules for sure.
0: 2009. 2009, yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure you remember Cavs the blog back from the early days of, of oh, the yeah, NBA definitely. blogosphere and, uh, and the Twitterverse. Still check so. it out today, for sure. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Well, we appreciate it. So it's a little mutual respect there. So uh, tell us a little bit about LeBron James versus the NBA. What's the premise of the book?
1: Well, it was uh, definitely something fun to do. Um, Triumph Books has a, uh, a series. Of um you know notable players and coaches, you know versus their respective sport, um Tom Brady versus the NFL was the first one um, and then LeBron James versus the nBA it uh it kind of compares LeBron James versus uh, fifteen um, you know of the best players of all time um and in 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 comparing and contrasting those players it kind of gave me an opportunity to tell a story um you know about each one of those legends. Um, kind of like a 30 for 30 type story about those legends. And then, um, you know, it also is, is everything that you want to know about LeBron, um, he kind of chronicles his whole career, um, as well as, you know, going into things like, uh, <clears throat> chronicled, like every commercial, um, you know, that he ever did, um, you know, his first all-star games, first MVP, um, you know, things along those lines.
0: Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, I, I read the whole book, the, uh, there's some very cool stories in there. Like uh you know, I really enjoyed the Ricky Davis chapter. Uh Ricky Davis slipping five grand into his shoes and giving them to a homeless guy. I thought that was a, a great story.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I've always loved that story too. And then uh when we had the teammates chapter I was like, Yeah, I'm definitely writing this 'cause that's <laughs> uh that's something that I heard from many people and it's a, definitely a true story and something that you don't always think of when you hear about Ricky Davis, so I'm glad you appreciate that one. Yeah. I, I appreciate the opportunity to write it. I did and I and I've appreciated um you know,
0: I think only long suffering Cavs fan can fans can kind of uh fully appreciate the, the gamut of players that LeBron James has played with in terms yeah. of both talent level and character and he's played with a lot of you know, quirky cats over the years, you know, between Yeah. Anderson Vergejo, and you've got a whole chapter. I loved it. It was a whole chapter on Delonte West. Oh, thanks. (laughs) And and, no, I loved it because I think he is underappreciated in the lore of uh, Cavalier uh, players. I mean, he was the like you said, he was the first real point guard that LeBron James played with, eh, you know, in his pro career. Yeah,
1: and it's it's amazing. Like I I was amazed really doing the book and going back through and looking at those rosters because, like, you know, you talk about like. Stepping in rules and Cavs the blog in like 2009, 10, you know, we, we were making arguments that these guys were good, you know, like a <laughs> lot of these different guys, like, you know what I mean? Like we were saying, no, no, LeBron does have an all-star. He's got Mo Williams and, 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 and like, you know, things like that. And, 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 you know, it's, it's no slight to Delante, but like, you know, it took that long for LeBron to play with a legitimate playmaking point guard that could defend, the other end of the floor in, in, you know, I was just kind of blown away by, you know, really, you know, not, not trying to be like a, like a Homer for LeBron or, or even making excuses for why he went to Miami. But when you look at that roster, it's, it's incredible, especially when you, you know, compare it to like the 2016 Cavs roster or, or even last year's roster, when you had like former all-stars like Kyle Korver coming off the bench um, you know, it's it, it's incredible. Uh, you know, like you said, some of some of those guys you played with. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it it, it boggles the mind a little bit. I mean, we we always make the joke about we're, we were living in Ira's noblehood and if you uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if you went to the Cavs game, they had all these sections for all the different uh, right. uh different guys right. that were and up in the rafters was iris newville and uh yells angels <laughs> after daniel marshall and you know z nation so yeah i mean there was some definitely some of the guys you wonder where they got them and <laughs> <had> jamario moon <laughs> one of my all time just and, how did this
1: guy and it really makes what what and it makes what lebron accomplished in those years like so incredible when you take oh, a yeah. look back at it like you know, playing with those guys, his second year in the league, he's an all-star. Um, you know, shortly after that, he's winning an MVP award, and he's he's got two before he leaves Cleveland. And and you're right, it really it it like it, it I I didn't realize like really like what those rosters really look like um, until I kind of sat down and looked through Basketball Reference and looked at all those rosters, and I was like, wow, what where where are the all-stars? They're they're nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, and and it also in a way kind of. Made me think, you know, Mike Brown, for as much flack as he got, did a lot with the little. In in some ways, yeah, it, it it's yeah. almost like the uh the Larry Brown and Allen Iverson teams, where he just built a high accomplishing series of role players around LeBron, but didn't have multiple stars, you know. And LeBron, right. I think, is a much more complete player than Allen Iverson was. So the fact that he got close but di- didn't get over the mountaintop was, you know, a credit to both those guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're definitely right. Especially, like, you know, Mike Brown getting those guys to play defense and, you know, kind of helping LeBron become a good defender in the NBA. Uh, he definitely deserves credit.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it,
0: so, and I know, I'm sure you're like us. You have you have nightmares about the, the 2009 Orlando Magic still. But, uh, you know, I hopefully you were like uh like me and kind of the demons were exercised a little bit in 2016
1: oh definitely i mean absolutely i uh i remember i went to that game that that first game and the the night before i had, i had walked into the barley house and hito Turkoglu was like drinking drinking at the bar and uh and, and i was like they're going to definitely win this game and then hito Turkoglu had like 45 points in game 1 and you know beat. <laughs> Beat the <laughs> beat the Cavs, and uh, and yeah, absolutely. 2016 was just a uh, just a great great experience, obviously for for tons of reasons.
0: Oh, absolutely. So uh, one of the things you talk about in the book, and and I don't know if they do it with the whole series, but you you kind of come up with a scoring system called Legacy Points. Uh, did yeah. I did I phrase that correctly? And basically, the way the Legacy yeah, yeah. Points. Excuse me. The way they work is you got three points if you were an all star, uh, 10 points if you won an NBA championship, and seven points if you won an MVP. Is that, is yeah, that about yeah, right? That's yeah, exactly right. So, and then yeah, you.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead.
0: And you had to be an MVP, which means you said the biggest uh, kind of omission from the list was uh, Jerry West because he never made MVP.
1: Yeah, he was runner up, I think, three times. Yeah. Um, but he was never actually an MVP. And but so, yeah, that's where I, I tried to draw the line, you know, right there. Like, the, you had to win it at least once.
0: Yeah, so you, uh, you, you ranked LeBron in those guys, and I think you said there was, the, it's funny, the lowest guy on the list is actually the Cavs starting point guard right now. Uh, is Derrick Rose? who yeah. did win an MVP, so he's got sixteen right. leg- sixteen legacy points. So, but uh, yeah, the the list is is pretty much a who's who. If you want to have a discussion of who the greatest players in the history of the NBA NBA are, and uh, so where do you see LeBron kind of fitting in this? I don't want to give away the the ending or anything, but where where's uh, LeBron for you in this list right now? Do you, is he at the top of the mountaintop, or can he see it from there?
1: Well, I think you can see it from there and, and kind of the reason, you know, I came up with that is you know, I was, you know, challenged, you know, by, by the editors to compare and contrast these guys to LeBron. And and when you look at the NBA history, you know, you first look at like the three point line. And and the game was dramatically different, like before the three point line, you know, in nineteen I think he's eighty three, the the three point line was instituted, the game was like so much different. Um, you know, than it is now. So the way the kind of the list shakes out is Kareem Abdul Jabbar, who did play 10 games or 10 years before the three point line was instituted, um, and 10 years after the three point line was instituted. He's actually, you know, number two overall, and then Bill Russell, who played before the three point line, is number one. But, but the, with the game changing and the three point line being instituted, you know, Michael Jordan comes out as you know the the number one player in the three point era, um, so that's kind of how I looked at it. And and, and basically, LeBron is, you know, chasing Michael Jordan. With Michael Jordan has, 137 legacy points, and and LeBron is chasing him. And and he's not there right now, but but I definitely, um, you know, there is a path for him to you know get get enough. Uh, you know, he, he obviously he has to win championships, but. LeBron's longevity, I think, is going to help him as well by being able to be an All-Star in year 15. He's probably going to be an All-Star in year 16. And, and you know, how many more All-Star games is he going to go to? I think that that's something that needs to be considered when you're talking about, you know, the best ever, the longevity, the way he's able to take care of his body. Um And then, obviously, championships. And if he could, you know, um I kind of thought going into this year that, that this could be an MVP-type season, um, I suppose it still could be, um, but, you know, that would definitely help him as well. But he he's definitely chasing Jordan, but I definitely see more of a path, um, you know, for him than, than maybe you might expect.
0: No, no I, I don't think it's impossible. I The sky's the limit for LeBron James. I think he's doing things with recovery and with, you know, just taking care of his body and nutrition that have never been done before. And I think you'll see him play at an elite level, at a wing position. I mean, you've seen guys like Kareem play at an elite level out to, what was he, 42 when he retired? and But that was a little different because his game was predicated more on length, especially later in his career than elite athleticism. But for a wing player, you know, there haven't been, Vince Carter is probably the guy that's lasted longer than anybody as a wing player. Yeah. You know, and Kobe Bryant too. But, and the other thing yeah. that LeBron has on all these guys is the minutes. I mean, I don't think anybody doubts that when LeBron retires, he may lead the NBA in minutes and it'll be a long time till someone, <laughs> till someone surpasses him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He probably will. And, and especially when you consider, you know, he's going to have a record, you know, records for you know going to the NBA finals as many times in a row as he did um, or, or will. Um yeah you combine all those minutes and he, he's definitely going to be up there for sure
0: yeah absolutely and it it's it, it's fu- it's a fun list uh some of these guys and you basically for starting i think at uh Kevin Garnett which is a great place to start for the uh for the post modern nba era you uh basically compare lebron to every one of these guys we got Garnett Elijah Wan Moses Malone Larry Bird Wilt, Shaquille O'Neal, uh Dr. J, Bob Cousy, and it's a really cool you know, Magic, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Jordan, all the way up to Russell and it's a really cool kind of way to step through and remember each one of these guys for how great they were on their own and then also you know, how they would compare to LeBron.
1: Yeah, it was it was fun to, to do. Like once I put that list together, um, you know, the way I kind of looked at it when I was like writing the book is you know, once I had those numbers or that list, you know, the comparison aspect, um, you know, it was kind of done. It was, it was done in terms of the numbers. And that just, you know, kind of gave me an opportunity to tell a story about, um, you know, a lot of these different guys. And, and a lot of these guys had a lot to do with LeBron, you know, being the player that he is, especially when you think about, well, I mean, first talk about like Bill Russell and just, you know, what he meant to the culture, to, to America, um, and just creating that opportunity. And then, you know, on, on a more of an NBA level, you know, you get into Moses Malone being the first ever high school guy going through what he did, and then Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant doing the same thing to to clear that path for LeBron. So, it was it was interesting in that you know it was definitely fun telling those individual stories, but then you know also when you you, you tie those guys together, um, it, it's it, it's it was interesting to me um, you know a lot of the common threads that that a lot of those guys shared. Yeah, did you go back and watch any game film? I watched a lot of YouTube. I watched a lot of <laughs> YouTube film. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like Moses Malone and, and uh, those guys. Um, I, I built a website. I was going to put eventually put, um, you know, a lot of the videos that I watched, like, on this website. But uh, I did watch a lot of film, and it, it, it was cool to watch. And, you know, it, it was definitely – Definitely interesting, you know, looking back at some of those older games for sure. So who
0: are some of the guys that impressed you like you didn't realize how good they were, like when you went back and watched well, them think,
1: the film? I think, like, Moses Malone, like, impressed me. Like, I, like how, you know, like, how good he was, like, so fast. And the, and the other thing I try to do is, like, read, like, newspaper articles that were written about those guys at the time to kind of hear, like, you know, like, what people were saying – like the kind of like the things that people were saying about Moses Malone and, and the way like he was getting, um, you know, kind of stereotyped to an extent. Um, it, that that kind of like you know blew me away and like you like how good he was, you know, so fast and like how much money he made in, in the ABA and then in the NBA, you know, like so fast. Like he he really, you know, I mean that that was something. I guess it would have been interesting to see, like, from a standpoint, like, guy's never gone from high school to the pros. Moses Malone does it. He does it extremely well, makes a lot of money, buys a Lincoln Cadillac with, or a Lincoln car with, with a TV in it. He's driving it to practice and he just, you know, he really just had to, he had to be an interesting guy to follow, like, throughout his career.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think he's one of those guys and pretty much any one of these guys on the list. Uh, maybe not Bob Cousy, but, uh, any one of those guys on the list, I think would be great today, just like they were then, because they were just such athletic outliers and just so incredibly yeah. coordinated. But the, um, the one that the kind of the thing that struck me is how much influence the ABA had on the NBA. Yeah and like you include you know ABA championships and ABA MVPs for like uh Julius Irving and Moses Malone for you know how you're talking about these guys and do, do you feel like they were for a time you know neck and neck as as leagues in terms of quality of play I think
1: I think the best players were neck and neck with the best players and the reason I I, I, I added that like If a player won an NBA MVP, I added their ABA MVPs. Um, If they won just, like, an ABA MVP, I wouldn't have added, you know, I wouldn't have, like, put them in there. Um, Was there any notable
0: guys from that that, like, you you felt like you really left off or were there any? No, not really. Because, honestly, I don't know the ABA MVP players (laughs) other than the guys on the list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. no, I, Courtney, Connie Hawkins might have won an ABA MVP.
0: That's a good um,
1: one. I'm not sure if he won. I don't think he won. You know, he, I don't believe he won an NBA MVP. Um, but that that'd be the only one I can like remember. But but I mean, if you think about it, Julius Irving won multiple. And the yeah. league wasn't really around that long. Moses Malone won. Um, you know, one and uh, you know, so there there wasn't really that many more guys that one one. But I think the elite guys, you know, Moses, Moses Malone, when he was in the ABA, was making more money than like people in the NBA. Right. And, and, and so like, you know, in, same with Julia serving. Um, so I think those elite guys, I, I would guess I, I'm not, I'm not an expert on the ABA, but I would guess like, you know, um, you know, like four, you know, four through 12 doesn't match up with the NBA, but like, you know maybe one through three did yeah know, on and a especially
0: roster. i would think just because the other big influence of the aba that you can kind of see in your book is how much it helped the guys in the nba make more money
1: yeah you know, because
0: the the competition for for the top players made the owners have to pay more
1: yeah no yeah, no i think you're definitely right about that and uh you no, know, they they were in contract you know negotiations between the two leagues. So I mean that definitely that definitely helped I- increase the, the NBA, and I, and I think it ultimately helped you know grow the game with the style of play, um, especially when you think about like a Julius Irving, like this the style of play, um, you know that they had, and that obviously influenced you know the the uh, the NBA game.
0: So when you going through this, did you with with Kobe and LeBron and KD and Moses Malone, did you think a little bit about like the one and done rule and kind of how you can't really go to the pros now straight from uh high school? Yeah. Uh, what, what's your, yeah, I really
1: did. I think you should be able to go. And I think hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to go again in the future. But, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, you know, went to the NBA and, and you know, did amazing things. And I, I, I referenced it in the, in the, in the book, but I, I read Jonathan Abrams book um, about the prep to pro players. He, he, he did a book about, you know, every guy that ever went prep to pro um, into the NBA. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that that's, that's a, that's a great read. And there's just like, you know, so many of those guys were so successful um, yeah, hopefully hopefully eventually one day the the league will be opened back up and, and guys can do that. But uh um, I definitely think they're you're you know, doing I think I think ultimately it does the league a disservice because um you know a lot of guys came through that route and just hopefully hopefully it'll be opened back up.
0: Yeah, I mean there's still guys playing that came that way. Uh you know, LeBron, uh uh C J Miles, uh I don't did did, yeah, uh, J.R. Smith go to college for a year. Jr. Smith,
1: no? yeah, Jr. S- no, J.R. Smith came straight from high school. Yeah, St. Benedict's Prep. He he came he came straight to the league. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys. Kendrick Perkins, who was on the, uh, the oh, on the uh, summer, summer roster. Well, he's <laughs> on the charge right now. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. He was on the
0: charge. He uh, he came straight to the pros too. absolutely so I yeah I'm hoping it changes I'm hoping they figure out some kind of minor league system I think it would actually fix college and the pros somewhat uh I mean I know you have probably kept informed of all the uh big scandals in the NCAA this summer and the FBI investigation and I'm hoping hoping it it cleans up but there's 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 no light at the end of the tunnel right now but hopefully sometime soon
1: so one thing I I gotta open that up to
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's not, no, I was just going to change the subject there for a minute.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think if you open that up, then you kind of eliminate a lot of those problems. So hopefully one would fix the other.
0: A- absolutely. And I think it would make the G League like a real league, too. I think it would be a yeah. shot in the arm for the G League. So.
1: Yeah, it would be fun to go to those games. Yeah, it would be.
0: Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and and I'm sure you've gotten this question a couple times, uh a lot has changed since you finished the manuscript and since it's coming yeah. out, um, you know, with the Cavaliers, with the NBA, I know there, we talked a little bit before the interview started of some stuff that you wish you could change now, obviously the chapter on Kyrie. Right. Irving. Um, yeah. What are you, what are you thinking about this Cavs team so far this year?
1: Well, um, I mean, you're definitely right. Like the, uh, by the time I was done editing and the Kyrie Irving thing happened. So, um, we never had a chance to take that out. I did kind of see a path where maybe Kyrie won a championship for LeBron, but that's, that's definitely over. But, you know, as far as this team, obviously, I mean, it, it's a sluggish start for sure. I think that, uh, you know, they, you know, it went from such a three point shooting team to the team this year that's, at least right now, it's not really, you know, doing much from behind the arc i think if they get isaiah thomas back obviously he's not going to fix their defensive problems um but he could maybe you know stretch the floor a little bit if he could you know knock down some some three-point shots but i think they're a team that definitely just needs to stretch the floor and they need to play a little harder um and they need to figure something out on defense but uh i mean i think they eventually will they'll eventually write the ship i think you know, it might be a tough regular season to watch. Um, you know, for the same reasons that we've we've seen so far. Um, but I feel like eventually, you know, they're going to right the ship. Um, and I do think Isaiah Thomas is going to help a little bit when he gets back.
0: So, are you you picking them for the finals again? Because I, 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 yeah, I, I think heard you gonna... hedging that at the beginning a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, no, I think they're going to come out of the East. I think yeah. they're definitely going to come out of the East. Okay. They might not be, they might not be, they might come out as the three seed, but I think they're going to come out. Okay. I just, frankly, I I just, I just don't see, I just don't see Boston. I don't see the Wizards. I I don't see those guys beating LeBron. I I just, I know they're four and six. I know they're 12 seed right now Mm -hmm. in the East, Um and I know, you know, Boston's eight and two and Detroit looks good, they're seven and three. I just don't see a team that's gonna beat LeBron in seven games in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I, I now, have a hard time seeing that. As I don't well. think I don't think they have a chance against the Warriors right now. So is um, the Warriors you picked out that of the changes, West. But Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're my pick. Okay. But I, I don't i don't I don't like this I don't like the makeup of this team frankly i mean you, you can't i know i know they couldn't do anything about the Kyrie thing I know the Kyrie thing was you know all Kyrie and he wanted to leave, but you can't get rid of Kyrie and be better like i just that, I there's just very few I ways to accomplish it. that <laughs> yeah i don't I don't yeah. see it I mean I know Derek Rose has had a couple moments uh you know I know you got dwayne Wade. But I just, I don't see, I don't see how the Cavs are better than they were last year. You know, I I pick them to lose to the Warriors. You know, right now I might pick them to lose to another team in the West, too, if it's not the Warriors. But, um, I do think they get out of the E.
0: Okay. Um, so one of the, I got to put you on the little, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of a spot here. I got a quote from you. Um, you say, uh, if James plays for another coach, speaking of Ty Lu, before he retires in six or eight or ten years, I would be surprised. You still feel like
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah, I do. So you're looking Ty picking... Lu oh, yeah, won ahead. the he won the two thousand sixteen championship. You if you're being honest, you can't say this roster is like not flawed. Um I, I think you gotta give Ty Lue – 40 games to figure this thing out. I mean, Wayne Wade's on his last leg here. Like, <laughs> Derrick Rose is trying to find himself. I mean, J- J- you know, you, you have JR yeah. Smith hasn't hit a three all season. Like, Isaiah Thomas is still out. Like, I-, I think you gotta give Ty Lue, you know, 40 games here to try to figure this out. I think you gotta let these players try to figure this out because it's not his fault that they're not playing hard. I, I mean, I I guess it kinda is, he's the coach, but uh, I, I think they could they could play a little harder and uh yeah, I'm I'm still sticking with that. I guess I, I think Ty I guess I'll 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 say it this way too. I think Ty Lu stays in Cleveland and then I'm hoping LeBron finishes his career in Cleveland as a as a Clevelander and Cavs fan. So that's that's why that's my answer.
0: So I, I, I won't force you to speculate on where he would go if, if you thought he left, because I'm, I, I, I want to believe, but I have my doubts <laughs> right now. But like you said, it's really. Yeah. I think people forget that this team was 19 and 20, um, in 2015 before really? the, before they went bowling. And I think one of the big differences <laughs> is the Cavs are losing a little bit to the dregs of the league right now, but. It's it's also a very different season even than it was two years ago. The pace right now is insane. These teams are what was it? I read something last week that said the two thousand, you know, the seven seconds or less Suns would be like twenty third in the league in pace this year. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's it's, unbelievable. It is. I mean, you can just see it, and teams know that they just if you run against the Cavs, you're going to get buckets. But also the you know the shortened preseason kind of reminds me a little bit that these guys aren't in the shape they might have been in other other seasons and yeah we got a long ways to go yeah. so do you think the team yeah. that we see on the floor now is the team that we're going to see at the end of the year do you think they're going to be making some moves
1: I do I don't know what they have necessarily to trade. I'm interested to see what the team looks like with Isaiah Thomas. I mean, Dwayne Wade can't play point guard. It's asking a lot to have LeBron play point guard. Derrick Rose is really just a you know driver to the basket at this point. Um, so, I mean, he's not the guy that I want as my point guard per se. And, uh, you know, I mean, Isaiah Thomas had a heck of a year last year. I know he can't defend, but he had an incredible year last year. And I would like to see... How this roster shakes out, you know you assume jr Smith starts knocking some shots down, you bring weight off the bench, put isaiah thomas you know at the one you know get Tristan back you know I'd like to see how that I'd like to see how this unit looks like you know with isaiah thomas um but obviously, if it continues to look the way it has so far, you gotta make some type of move i'm just i i i'm not I'm not sure what what moves are out there.
0: That that's a, that's a good point. I uh I definitely think they don't necessarily m- miss Isaiah Thomas from a like you said defense or even offense that much, but I think they miss his motor, and I think they miss a guy with that kind of heart on the floor, you yeah. know. And that kind he's of another
1: guy that can move the ball, that can yeah. move the offense, that could that could kind of get things going a little bit. Doesn't have to be LeBron.
0: Like, yeah, all well, and time. he's a
1: competitor too.
0: You know, yeah. he, he takes guys on, and he plays with emotion. And Cavs don't have a lot of that right now. And and that would be yeah, something I mean, that he, would be helpful.
1: Yeah, he's not going to fix everything. I mean, all these other things that we're talking about, you know, need need to improve, you know, individually. You know, Jared Smith has to start knocking shots down. They got to start defending, you know, uh, all those things. But I think that, you know, Isaiah Thomas could help a little bit.
0: Well, cool. Um, I, I I would agree with you. I would agree with you too. Um, so any you know, I'll give you one more Cavs question. Anything that you feel like Cleveland should do right now? That is, I mean, other than play hard, <laughs> from a scheme or a personnel standpoint.
1: No, I. I mean, not, not really. I, I mean, I, I would like to see someone else at at the point guard. I mean, I think it's it's impressive that LeBron can you know, play every position on the floor, basically. Um, but I don't think that's the best fit for the team if he's bringing the ball up the floor, initiating offense. Um, so I'd like to see, you know, maybe that change with with an Isaiah Thomas. But, um, you know, at the same time, I just think, like, I guess, stepping away as Cavs fans, I think it's it's kind of incredible what LeBron's doing here in, like, his 15th season type of game that he has yeah. Friday. Yeah, Um, just it's it's amazing, you know, that he's still doing that. Like, and his jumper looks as good as I've ever seen it. Yeah, from a mechanic standpoint. Yeah, yeah, it really does shooting like thirty eight percent from three. And I just think that even though they're four and six, and there's a lot to complain about, like you step away and just think, like, this is fifteen years in, and and he's still doing, you know, what he did on Friday. I think, I think that's incredible.
0: And and it's not like. You know, Kobe at the end of the year where people were afraid to guard him because <laughs> they'd get booed, you know, in, in his final right. game, you know.
1: Right. This is, this is in real time. And You're this was that.
0: against a Warriors team, or not Warriors, a Wizards team that wanted that game badly. You know, that was a playoff game for yeah. that Wizards team. And that, and that was really, really impressive um so wizards
1: team that was that was on espn talking a lot of nonsense
0: before the (laughs) game (laughs) too they've been talking nonsense for years
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right
0: um so any uh thing you want to highlight about the book or anything i kind of left out that that you really feel like we need to know before before you go out and pick it up
1: no i i appreciate you uh you know checking it out i appreciate you having me on i think that uh you know, if you're a LeBron James fan, I think you'd definitely like it. And I hope if you're just a general NBA fan that there's there's enough in there for you to like it as well. Um, tried to really, you know, kind of try to really tell those stories about those those legends in that legend section. And, and hopefully hopefully, there's some takeaways there, even if you're not a LeBron fan. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that, that's about it. It's Like I said, it's available at Amazon, Triumph Books. And, uh, you know, wherever books are sold.
0: Well, cool. Well, thank you very much for being on, uh, Brendan. And uh, we will, uh, I, I enjoyed the book, and uh, I will be uh, forwarding it on to a couple other of the editors here at, at Cavs of Blog. And uh, and anytime you want to come back on and talk uh, some hoops, you're more than welcome. So thank you very much.
1: Hey, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You guys do a great job over there.
0: Appreciate it. And uh, as always, go Cavs. Go cash. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blog podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger.
1: There's a fire. Lost your home. Who's your partner? And we're out.